Hello, moviegoers, and welcome back for another episode of Silver Screen Surfers. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Taylor, and with me this week, I have another special guest, Manny Perez. How you doing, man? How's it going? What up? I'm doing well, man. I haven't seen you in like a f- like three years, almost maybe two. Yeah, it was like PAX, um, uh, PAX, PAX 2019, West I think. 2019. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember we were at like. A house party. I think it was for like Belinda's birthday. Yeah, and then and then I remember like leaving the house party. There was like fifty like, people. I think there. you left. There was like so many people. There was too many people that, sp- that weren't supposed to be at this Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that was the last time we hung out. So yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm glad you're able to come on. We're talking about In the Heights, a new movie that just came out here, uh, just this weekend actually. Um, yeah, directed by John M. Chu. Produced by Lynn Manuel Miranda. If you know him from uh, Hamilton fame, uh, I believe he also wrote the songs for La La Land or like some of the songs. That I sounds right. Might be wrong. He also did see, he d- he did some songs for uh, Moana as well. Yes, he if did. I remember correctly. I always yeah. forget that. Yep. Yeah. And um, yeah, the this movie came out uh, yesterday on June tenth, twenty twenty one. I think it was supposed to come out last year. If I'm not. It was, yeah. yeah. But and then it got delayed because of you know for reasons that we all know. Um, sure, sure. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, but yeah, what? Just how we always start out here. What did you? What did you think? Just general thoughts of In the Heights. Yeah, man, I loved it. I have such a strong relationship with In the Heights. So I first saw In the Heights when it was a theater production. I must have been in high school. So I'm gonna say like 2008. I'll oh, say. Okay. It was around there. I saw it in New York City, and it was awesome. Wow. Like it blew me away. And it was it was the first time that I was like, it was for like, I I think as an adult in a creative industry, I'm like representation fucking matters, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's true, and I think that's really important. But I think for for me as like a high schooler, I think that was the first time where I was like, oh shit, like that is me. Like those are my experiences. These are my people. Like. I can relate to individual scenes so, so well. Yeah. Um, and so that was the first time I had seen it. And then it, like that in the, in the span of like maybe a year and a half, two years, I saw it three more times in theaters. Cause wow. I, I, I like in, in like a theater production. Cause I just could not get enough. Um, and so the movie, like I have been waiting for it for so long. I remember watching the trailer, like in the, it was, just, you know, before the pandemic in the office, just like tears streaming down my face like people like meetings going on around me and i was just like in the zone uh watching this trailer so i've been so hyped for it um and my partner katie was like she so she, on wednesday she's like hey um i'm just telling you so i don't forget but i got tickets to see in the heights and i was like oh my god like i almost forgot that it was it was coming yeah. out on friday and so i was just so happy and um and so we went with a group of friends and it was just awesome man i thought i thought it was a really honest and um like very true representation of like actual like actual latin culture i felt like it really hit yeah. the nail on the head just like the theater production did and there were definitely some differences for sure um and i think some of them were you know probably just like you you can't really do what you do on a stage the same way you can do yep. on screen um and i think some of them were, were like adjusted um just like because the signs of the times so there's a couple references to like donald trump in the original soundtrack and so i'm like <laughs> yeah that makes sense you yeah know, they probably didn't want to talk about the dude um but yeah man i thought it was awesome i thought it was such a great movie i uh, yeah. really really enjoyed it yeah yeah i haven't seen the musical production um 
like I said before we started recording, I I didn't even mm. know it was a play till yesterday before I even saw the yeah. movie. But like it totally yeah. makes sense to me. Like, sure, just with everything that Lin Manuel Miranda has like done, and you know, mm-hmm. just the prominence that he's like over the last like few years now, like it just it totally clicks and makes sense. And yeah, yeah. I you know for disclaimer, and we talked about this beforehand. You know, I didn't have. I am Colombian. I'm, you know, from a Latin country, but I just didn't grow up this way. I was adopted yeah. from from Colombia, so like, I just have no sense of. I I I don't want to say it, but like, I don't have like any sense of like culture, and it like. Yeah. Watching this movie, I was like, "Fuck!" Like this is what I like long for, and totally. You know, if if I could just pack my bags and like move to New York City and live in like a Latin community or something like that, I feel like it would probably change my life for the better. But yeah, like, it's just yeah. like one of those things where it's like, it's just like you know it like kind of in your bones, like kind of in your blood almost. Sure. Like it's an instinctual sure. thing where it's like I just really long for that sort of thing. But yeah, I absolutely adore this movie. Um, you know, just everything. John M. Chu, if you're familiar with his work, like he just. He does a really good job at visuals, like just making yeah. everything just look. I, I don't want to say fantastical, but like it, it is fantastical in a sense, but it's so yeah. it's grounded in a way. I, I don't even know how to explain it, really. Totally. But. I, I hadn't seen Crazy Rich Asians, uh, Asians and I, I remember like when it came out, people were blown away yeah. by it. Everyone said it was so good. Yeah. And in the in the in the Heights movie. Um, the scene where all those like ribbons and streamers are kind yeah. of falling from the sky. Like I was like, Oh my God, I totally remember seeing something so similar in like trailers for crazy rich Asians. And so I remember being like, man, I got to go see that movie. Cause it seems like, you know, like to your point about being fantastical, it, it I feel like he nails daydreams and yeah. he nails like the internal kind of monologue, yeah. the, the kind of like yeah. the, the fan, the fantasy that you build in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and I think that totally came through in the movie, and so it totally makes sense that that's what he's known for. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's funny because like he's done, I think he's done like music videos before, so like that checks out. But like, mm-hmm. he also did like a GI Joe movie, which is kind of weird, but also like, oh, oh okay, interesting. yeah, you know, like this guy can direct movies, like you know, and sure. I thought it was great. I thought Crazy Rich Asians Asians was great too. So yeah, uh, yeah, you know, just top notch job from him, and I I loved. I love just seeing just like the whole musical aspect of it, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you saw the Broadway musical back in the day when yeah. it was, you yeah. know, kind of, you know, no, no pun intended, like in the height, you know, at the height of the time, like when it was right. a thing in yep. Broadway, but like, um, you know, this now it's kind of like, I, I, I'm guarantee you more people will probably check out the Broadway musical. I, I don't totally. know if they are still doing it anywhere. Or... Yeah, I don't think it's still running, but I mean, I got to imagine it'll come back to some kind of sure. run after this, you know? I mean, yeah. like, it, it was so interesting because like he is known for Hamilton. Right. And like yeah. the whole time, like I saw Hamilton three times and I, I love Hamilton. It's awesome. Yeah. But I love in the Heights more. And like, as everybody was getting hyped for Hamilton, I'm like, guys like before he did Hamilton he did in the Heights and it was really cool and you guys should check it out but it's also not on Broadway anymore but I think there's a movie coming so it was like this like slow build up so I got to imagine they're probably bringing it back to theaters uh, to like yeah. a theatrical production but yeah um, yeah, yeah. It, it only kind of makes sense at this point um you know mm. Hamilton I I believe is still going you know obviously with just I think how so yeah big it's been and then with Disney Plus putting uh 
like the first run of the show on on their platform i'm sure yep. people are like oh whenever events are coming back like that's the thing i really want to go to is like go check out totally. like hamilton and i i think that's great um yeah what would you say you know seeing the the musical before what would you say was your favorite what was your favorite musical number from the musical and then yeah. what would you say it was the same thing for the movie or did you say that movie. it changed yeah, I think, oh man, I, I remember the opening number uh, when I saw it on Broadway just being so impactful because it it hit the nail on the head for me in terms of like celebrating those little things. Yeah. Um, like, you know, uh, going to Puerto Rico as a kid, I remember when we would visit family, there's one specific thing that even like when I go back more recently, I, I have the same experience. There's one road, you get, you get to San Juan and you get off and you grab a taxi, you have somebody pick you up. And there's like one strip of highway that kind of like loops up and around and, and you kind of get this nice shot of San Juan. You see like the, the skyline and like the beach and the whatever. And like every time, like without fail, like windows are down, you hear like salsa music, you can like smell food, you see people like cleaning and the, like, it just feels so vibrant. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I haven't spent a lot of time in New York City. I've never been to Washington Heights, but I, it feels like a familiar territory because yeah. of that that kind of um, similarity. And I think that opening number, like, it just kind of like the, the music of the streets. You know what I mean? It's just like the vibrancy of it all yeah. um, really, really stood out to me. But I think my favorite number um, was uh, Carnaval de Barrio, the, the one where they're... Um, I, I can't remember her name. Uh, I think it was Daniela and, and Carla, the, the salon ladies. They come mm -hmm. out and they kind of do that whole like, hey, the power's out, but let's throw a party kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I loved it. And if I remember correctly, in the, theat in, the in the theater, the Broadway musical, it's happening around Christmas time. Um, and, I, and I'm pretty sure I, I'm, I may be misremembering, but she does have a reference to like, yeah. my favorite time in, in Puerto Rico's Christmas time. And I was, I remember watching the, the musical and being like, shit, mine, that's my favorite time too. Cause like, that's when we drink like coquito and that's when we have parties. That's when we like all get together. Um, and then of course, like in the, in the movie and I, and so, so to answer your question, I think that was my favorite number from the musical. And I think yeah. it's my favorite number from the, from the movie as well. And yeah. what I loved, what I absolutely loved about the movie was when they were kind of doing shout outs to, to several Latin countries and they were like, alza la bandera de Puerto Rico. And then they do like. They do Puerto Rico, Mexico, Cuba, um, and, I, and and the Dominican Republic. And yep. with with each shot in the movie, the dancers are doing traditional dances from that from place. Those like, that just yeah. blew me away, dude. Like yeah. that was unbelievable. I was like, oh shit! Like they're doing my dance. Like that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and so like that moment for me, like I was like hand on chest, like oh yeah. my god, so cool. So I thought that was really really cool. Um, mm. And just like, yeah, again, just the vibrancy of it all was really amazing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would say those – I think that's my favorite, and I think it's been true for both the Broadway production and the, and the movie. What, what about you? What, what do you think was your your standout? Yeah, standout well, kind movie? of actually bouncing off what you just talked about, like when – during that whole sequence where they're kind of in, like, the back alley and, you know, you're seeing mm -hmm. different countries and, you know, like you were talking about, like, different dan traditional dances, like, from those countries. I saw the Colombian flag in the background, and I was like – yeah. I was like, yes, You're like, like hell yeah. Like I know, like, like I said, like I know that I didn't grow up with that culture. Unfortunately, sure. like, unfortunately, like, but just seeing that flag to me, I was kind of like almost in the same totally. way for you. It was like kind of hand over chest, like fuck yeah. yeah. Like I pointed at it and I like gave a fist bump. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, for me, honestly, um, 
you know, there's a lot of huge dance numbers in this uh, this mm-hmm. movie, and they they all look amazing and they're choreographed like incredibly and everything like that. But I think the 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 performance in the song that really stuck out to me the most was the one that Abuela Claudia sang. Yeah. Um, yep. I don't know the name of the song. I think it's, is it hundreds of stories? It might be a different one, but um, um, I think, uh, was that, I, that may have been Basencia y Fe, I think, right? Cause doesn't it happen it when happens she's a, like, yeah, like after she the blackout. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at the the playlist of the soundtrack and it goes yeah. the club blackout by Cynthia Fe. So I think by Cynthia Fe is that song. Okay. Um, that, that, that she was singing. And just kind of like, for me, it's, well, specifically for her character, right? Like she's, she's like, she's kind of like the neighborhood mom, you know, right. almost like everyone knows who this person is. Everyone. Mm-hmm can you know go into her house and like you know she treats you like family like you are if you're a part of the community you're part of her family and i just kind of loved just kind of like that motherly you know i feel i feel like we've all kind of had those figures in our life you know like you know we've had moms but like we have those people who aren't our mothers but they still treat us like you know we're their Mm -hmm. children and i just love kind of like that whole sense of community like to her it was like oh this is my community you know um right and when she was singing that song and she was talking about um you know i came from i I think she came from cuba and yeah um, yeah like she was talking about kind of the hardships that her and her i think it was just her and her mom who came over i I, yeah that's what it sounded like um Mm -hmm. and just kind of her talking about like oh we had to do these jobs we had to clean every day and we had to we had to make our own way kind of um totally yeah. but to me you know at the end of that number when she passes away it was it, it was almost kind of like home is here now and right. because during right. the song she's talking about how hard it was to leave her home and come to a place that she has no idea you know she she has no identity right like she she right. feels alone yeah. but then now you know the washington heights are is now her home and like these people are her family and i just loved it i absolutely yeah. love that number i absolutely love uh the cuban you know clothing and everything that they captured and, yeah like, all that imagery is so cool. yeah and just like you know they're dancing through like the subways and they have like that tunnel that's like all colored and everyone's kind of yep. standing in a line it just it looked great yeah um, yeah no that that yeah. number is is incredible and and her character man like like I so like I she like looks and sounds exactly <laughs> like my grandmother dude like one for it's bizarre like how much how much how similar they are and so yeah she was always like that she was always my like I have my grandmother's initials tattooed in my arm like she was always my abuela and so like yeah um you know like when she was talking about coming to to New York City and she was a maid and she was working to the bone like my grandmother would sell pots and pans out of her trunk in puerto rico like just to be able to like afford food for my mom and so like there was so much there that i mean sobbing i I mean i knew she was passing away but like the whole time i was just like oh shit here comes here comes (laughs) but um yeah yeah i thought her story her like character arc of you know like um when she was like i i bought we bought those velvet gloves and we bought a winter coat because it hid the cracks in my hand from the cleaning fluid because we wanted to you know, um, and there's that line dignity. where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, asserting our dignity in small ways to let the world know we're not invisible. I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, I think it, it really um, highlights what it must have been like. You know what I mean? Like they ha- yeah. and like 
in primarily in the service industry too nonetheless so like yeah. they, they like these latin immigrants would come to new york city and they would clean houses for rich people and have to hide their pain and hide their suffering i i yeah it was really really amazing so yeah. um yeah love that number as well yeah i i feel like I feel like there's so much that can be taken from this movie and applied to everything that's going on today. You know what I mean? Like with immigration and people who are Mm -hmm. suffering and people who are just trying to like make a living and try to, you know, get out of college. Yeah. Try to, yeah, exactly. Just like, uh, what was his name? It's not Benny. Benny's the, uh, Sonny. Yeah. Sonny. Yeah. Yeah. The cousin. Yep. Yeah. Just him trying to make a way for himself, you know, like he might be a kid that works in a, you know a convenience store but you know he wants to go to mm-hmm. college someday and kind of and get out of here it's interesting because that whole the whole theme the all the themes of like um dreamers and immigration status all of that is new that was not in the original production so mm-hmm. like sunny assumedly was a citizen in the theater production and, and so there, there was a lot of like more topical um more like um like currently relevant uh changes yeah. that were made that i thought were awesome i thought it elevated the story yeah. so well um and it added a sense of like of like realism you know what i mean because that's like a real ass thing that that people are struggling with and it's a yeah. real ass thing that that is like challenging our country and so um, yeah. i thought it was really cool yeah i i guess you know for me it kind of is like if you're someone who's going into this movie and you are questioning kind of immigration mm-hmm. and how things are portraying out in our country i feel like this might open your eyes to like Okay, things aren't easy for these people you know totally. like i might be from here but someone else is trying to make it here you know like someone's trying to have a life here and they're trying to do something to yeah just better themselves better than family you know better their their families and stuff like that so yeah i just yeah i i really appreciated just how relevant things felt in this movie and i, I feel like we don't get a lot of that anymore um yeah a lot of it is pop product placement now, you know, hundred um, percent. Yeah. But this, this felt yeah. like a story that needed to be told. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think the, the relationship with uh, Kevin Rosario who like, man, Jimmy Smith's, I love Jimmy Smith. Yeah, like, as soon as I found out he was in this movie, I was like, fuck yes, man. <laughs> but um, his character and his daughter who, you know, goes to what school was it again? Uh, uh, Stanford. Stanford. Right. Yeah. I thought that was so interesting because you know, she goes to Stanford and she's treated like shit, you know, and, and yeah. she's like singled out as like a foreigner and as, you know, an outsider. Uh, and that that was totally or that, that was much less heavy in the theater production. And so when she was telling the story about being searched, I was like, damn, that is some real shit. Yeah. Um, but the relationship between her and her father, I thought was so interesting because he was like, you know, like we came from fucking nothing in Arecibo, which coincidentally enough is where my grandmother and mom are from Puerto Rico. Oh, really? So when he said, I, when he said, I see why I like almost like jumped out of my chair. I have the like uh, coordinates tattooed on my arm. Oh, that's awesome. Cause I was like, I know that place. I was like, <laughs> I was like, want to tell people in the theater. Um, but he's like, look, we came from nothing. And I worked my ass off in this, in this um, taxi service to provide from you. And like, how dare you reject that? Like you have yeah. to be do better than us. And then her response, which I thought was totally valid was like, you can't, put all of your pressure on me to be like the one yeah. who makes this family great. So I, I just thought that was like a really nuanced, like that's some real family shit right there. And that's some yeah. real, like in, like first generation going to college shit too. So like, yeah. um, totally love that, that relationship. Really, really great. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, in terms of like that specific storyline, I, I mm. felt like I, I know it's been seen before, but I feel like, 
I, I felt like it was just better portrayed in this movie because it's coming from, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of pressure on her, right? You know, she totally. just wants, she wants to make it somewhere, but she kind of feels like everyone is pushing her to, to, to go there, you know, like, yeah, but this is her home and like, this is where she wants to be. And I, I was like, I, I would totally understand that, you know, like when you kind of feel like there's just so much pressure and absolutely, you just kind of have to, you know, try to make it through. But yeah, yeah, I, I felt like everyone else in this movie was was great. I felt like uh, Anthony Ramos did a good job. I felt like Corey mm-hmm. Hawkins did a great job. Um, I, I feel like uh, I think Leslie Grace and Melissa Berea, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like their first or second movie. Uh, and I think they both yeah. did like a really, really good job at oh, absolutely their musical numbers and everything like that. Um, I loved seeing yep. all of that. Um, what did you think of? Uh, it was I, I, I think it was like the hair salon number. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That I think was my second favorite song yeah. in the movie. Um, I noticed that the mannequins like were turning their they heads. They were like yeah, they were kind it. of yeah. yeah, part of it too. I loved that. Um, totally. And, and ninety six thousand. That oh, was yeah. awesome. awesome like yeah yeah i thought it was like the excitement like i mean i i've never had like an experience like that where like everybody's like oh like there's like a kind of a community like you know like energy community hangout yeah. yeah 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 exactly but um no the salon number um no me diga which it it translates to like oh you don't say it's like um, what? oh my god because they're all about gossip right so yeah, it's very gabbing, like, yeah yeah they're like oh my god no way so i think that whole like the the way they portrayed like th- those three um the salon ladies they're so good and at first i'll admit that i wasn't crazy about um who they casted for it because they were so they're they're pretty different from the theatrical version and, and you can listen to the theatrical soundtrack and and check out the differences but mm-hmm. um i throughout them like as the movie went on i was like oh man she's awesome like i totally love this person as like this character yeah. um but yeah no i loved that um that sense of like, cause like I have like, you know, aunts and like cousins and I totally remember like big hair, long nails, even though like it's just a family dinner and they're all getting dressed up and they're all like <laughs> gossiping about. So it's, I'm like, and I'm, yeah. you know what? I was a kid, but um, yeah, it's just like a really fun song, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wish, uh, you know, like growing up in, you know, middle mid Midwestern America, it, it, mm. it it's not like that, you know, like, right. Right everyone wears their nice i don't know crew neck shirt and shorts or jeans or whatever here it's like like you said everyone's wearing their nice dresses they're nice you know they're they're make you know getting their hair ready their nails ready it's just like it's almost like a it's almost like even though it's just this small get together it's Mm -hmm. it's almost like you're getting ready for like a wedding or something like that but totally it's just because there's like a sense of family and a sense of community Yeah. yeah And I, I, I thought that. that family dinner scene was so well done. Like how yeah. it opened with just shots of food. Like, and they op- the one the one of the first pieces of food they showed was, uh, it was like crack. It was Ritz crackers with cheese and um like guava paste. And I was like, that is my shit right there. That is like <laughs> my favorite snack. And so like, and it cuts to like flan and like yeah all these different meats and shit. And I was just like, yeah. yo, like this is dead on. Like this is what it feels yeah. like, man. You know. Um, and for me, like growing up, uh, when I was like young, young, my parents stopped doing it after a while, but Noche Buena is like the night before Christmas. And that's like when you throw a party and you make like roast pork and rice and beans and you invite fucking everyone Everybody. who has ever yeah. met you. Um, <laughs> and so that night was always so special to me. Um, 
and so like for me like it was a couple years ago um i was like i want to do a noche buena so like i went to this like local like deli or a local butcher and i got this like big ass piece of pork and i like i made a whole thing and i had a bunch of friends and so like for me like that's the piece that i want to like I, like i want my kids to have like a noche buena you know what i mean like yeah and so like i want them to have that sense of community that you see in, the, in this film so so much um but I think it's I think it's hard, and I think it's it's a really I think for people like us who grew up in the state, like I grew up in Boston, that's like yeah. the least Puerto Rican place on the East Coast. <laughs> like it's not yeah. Puerto Rican, and so you know, for me, it's it's can it can be a struggle sometimes to be like, well, shit, man. Like I there's some days where I don't feel Puerto Rican. I I feel like yeah. that part of me like it's too late. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like, I, I remember as a kid, it used to drive me up a wall, but now I can kind of appreciate it. My dad would straight up not speak to me until I spoke to him in Spanish. Like, he would pretend like I wasn't in the room <laughs> until I spoke to him in Spanish. And at the time, I was like, I just want to know where my GameCube is, Dad. Please don't make me speak Spanish. But now I'm like, yeah, man, like, I'm glad he did that. Now I know how to yeah. say fucking GameCube in Spanish. But, like, I think, like, it's hard for for Latin people who grew up in the States to have that sense of community. And, and you yeah. know, I can imagine you know, you struggle with that as well. But like, I think what's important and I think what this film really highlighted for me was like, well, the culture is there when you're ready to celebrate it, when you want to embrace it. And so I think it was really cool. And and I think there's a lot of imagery in like when Usnavi was like, I want to go back to DR and like, and and through most of the movie, when he's telling the story, I thought he was in DR, you know, there's like the beach behind him and stuff. And like in the theater production, he never goes to DR either. And so I'm like, did they just did he just leave in the movie? What is happening? Yeah. Um, and then of course it's like you know there's kind of subverting your your expectations. But I think that symbolism of like, I want to go back to my home. I want to go back to my culture. But then he realizes his home and culture are right there. You know. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, man, I I think it's so fascinating and something that I'm sure you could relate to as well. Um, just being like, I have yeah. this thing and I know it's mine and I know it's in me, but I don't feel it. I don't see it around me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it can be here, you know? Yeah, that's actually a good, you know, kind of branching off point where, like, in this last year, you know, 2020 was for everyone. I don't think right. it matters who you are. I feel like someone, you've gone through some sort of struggle in the last year, and it sucks. Totally. Like, it totally sucked. And it still sucks, you know, for some aspects. And, you know, things are getting better. But in the last year, I was like, I I think it might be time for me to kind of figure out who these people were or who these people are mm. and, like, who, mm-hmm. who am I? What, what am I a part of? Um, and this last summer, I actually reached out to the um, agency that I was adopted from. And oh, wow. I have some paperwork awesome that I still have to fi- to fill out. So it's been a year, but I have yeah. it. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, it, like you were kind of saying, like it's in you and it's, it's your decision to, to kind of embrace it. Like totally. when, when, whenever you're ready to kind of figure it out, like that's, you know, yeah. You know? And yeah. so like, I'm still kind of struggling that, you know, I'm talking about it with my therapist and I'm like, Hey, like this is something I've always wanted, but it's almost like, I don't know if mm-hmm. I want to figure it out yet. And, you know, I have the paperwork to find out who my birth, birth parents are. I have and, – and that can lead to so many things. That can lead to, to cousins and, and totally. you know, siblings that I've never met and things like that. It's just like yeah. it's that sense of community that I've longed for potentially, 
you know, that mm-hmm. I could literally physically reach out and grab someday. And yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like it's just going through your personal journey, you know, and I Absolutely. feel like this movie talks about that a lot. And I feel like it was something that yeah. I needed to personally watch mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, you know, Usnavi, he wants to go back to the DR, right? Like he wants yeah. to to kind of live out like this. I don't want to call it a fantasy, but like he wants to live out this life that he feels like he never had. But then it turns out, you know, kind of what uh, Abuela was talking about where, you know, she came from a place that she never knew or she came from a, from her home to a place that she never you know, fully wanted to embrace. But then as she passed away, she realized this is my home now. And so, you know, kind of seeing that, I was like, fuck man. Like Mm -hmm. I know there's people here that are going through the same thing I'm going through. And I, I know that I can try to connect to those people. And I recently talked to someone at work, um, who grew up in Columbia and, um, Oh wow. She was talking to me. I, I didn't even know. Um, we kind of met through, um, a meeting, that we were having virtually and um you know she was talking to me about like everything that she you know kind of went through as a kid yeah and it sounded really really hard <laughs> it sounded totally. like really really hard yeah um you know she would wake up every day and there's just something terrible happening in the city right. you know right. and but it was just life and mm-hmm. it, it was just something that she had to get through and you know she eventually came here and now she has a husband and she has kids who are half Colombian and um, it's just kind of like listening to her story and kind of like listening to the place that she came from. She knows that it's her home, but like she knows that this place is her home now too. So it's like, right. you know, it, it, it's, it's this, this place is my home, you know, like being mm-hmm. here in Minnesota, you know, it's not the most glorious place, but it is home to me. It's always been home. Right. And I feel like when I'm ready, there's almost like another home waiting for me, you know? Yeah. And, and if you're keeping up with things right now, politically, Columbia is not doing the greatest. Um, right, there's yeah. a lot of really bad things going on. And so it's just like, I feel for those people, you know, yeah. like they're my people, even though I've never met them, like it's, it's not easy. So totally, you know, it's just like, we kind of have to get over this hump of whatever 2020, 2021 is. And yeah, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm, my plan is to, to reach out and try to figure all that, that information out. And, and yeah. actually I, um, recently was able to talk to one of the kids that I was adopted with, oh, um, wow. and our cribs were actually together, uh, in the same wow. orphanage. Um, That's and crazy. his birthday was before is a day before mine. Jesus. So he was born on May 11th and I'm born on May 12th. And I reached out to him because we used to have, um, so like through the adoption agency, like when I was growing up, there used to be this thing down here in the twin cities in Minnesota called like Colombian picnics or whatever. Sure. And it was all the kids that were adopted from the same agency that lived in Minnesota and they'd have like a huge party and it would just be like pinatas and you know, they try to do you know everyone's parents are all right. white and stuff like that so like yeah, they, they try, try to, to do like, like colombian shit yeah like, kinda, i don't you know, know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're kind of just winging it but like you know we're trying to make it every you know inclusive for sure. everyone and so it's just like sure. i loved going to those as a kid because yeah. i was seeing other little kids around me that looked just like me yeah and i was just like what the you know and and then we just eventually stopped going i i don't really remember if 
those picnics like got shut down or whatever but sure sure um you know he was there and i i had another friend named danny um that we were all born around the same time and we were from the same orphanage and i texted him i texted tim who's the uh other person i was talking about um and i was like hey man like we haven't talked in forever like yeah how's it going what are you like what are you up to and he's like yeah i still live here in the cities and I was like, oh, like, you know, we got to, you know, we got to, you know, hang out sometime and, totally. you know, catch up. And, you know, I, I want to see if he ever went back. I want to see if he ever kind of, you know, Definitely. took the time to try to figure those things out for himself. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, it's just like it, it's wild, inside man. of us, you know, like right. it, it's right. inside of us. But like it's almost like it's your journey to, it's to kind 100%. of open that up. And, yeah. and I think what's important, too, and I think what this movie also highlighted was like, you know your experience like the fact that you haven't like reached out to him or whatever like that shit doesn't make you any less colombian like the fact that i grew up in a polish part of an irish city in new england doesn't make me any less puerto rican out of yeah. all the shitty 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 advice my dad has given me in my life the one of the very like i single digit good pieces of advice he gave me and for some reason he used like a mango as an analogy which like <laughs> sure i fucking guessed at whatever works but, dad yeah he was like you can take the mango out of, out of puerto rico but you can't take the puerto rico out of the mango and i'm like am i the fuck i'm the mango okay i'm cool, the cool, mango cool. <laughs> right but i think it, it's a that like again out of all the shitty things that he's tried to f- f- give me wisdom on i think that was like a very good one because it's like yeah yeah man like you could take the drew out of columbia but you can't take the columbia out of drew you know what i mean yeah. so like I think that is um, really important for people to, to realize. I had a friend reach out to me on, uh, I think it was last year's um, uh, National like Puerto Rican Day. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted something about it. And she DM'd me and she was like, hey, man, like I saw your tweet. like, And she, she's also Puerto Rican. Um, and she was like, there, I just, I am struggling with it because like, she was like, I, I'm forgetting how to say certain words and I feel like I haven't, I haven't gone back in so in long. I feel like I'm just not like a Puerto Rican anymore. And I feel like it's kind of that culture slipping away from me. And, and that shit is real, man. Like there'll be day. I was literally today trying to remember the word for honey and I, it could not come to my brain in Spanish. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Like I'm losing these simple ass words, <laughs> but I think like that doesn't make me any less Puerto Rican it doesn't make her any less yeah. Puerto Rican. Um, and there was actually a specific, there was a specific line in the movie when, um, uh, Nina Rosario was talking about what getting searched at Stanford. Yeah. Uh, and she said, um, Oh no, she was talking about when she was at a dinner and one of the server, one of the people passed her her plate and was like, I ordered the fish or whatever. And she said, all the wait staff, all of which were, were Latin people mm-hmm. looked at me and the line was, um, she was like, I wasn't sure, you know, they were probably thinking like, what is that Trigenia gonna gonna say? What is she with us or was she is she with them? And I only recently learned what this term meant. Trigenio or Trigenia means wheat colored. And it's like it's like a light skinned Latin person. Because yeah. they're not dark, they're not white, they're they are tan. It's a wheat color. And I was yeah. like, Oh I think I learned that that term like last summer and I was like, Yo, that's me. I'm I'm wheat. I'm the wheat boy, you know? Yeah. So like I was like really excited and I thought that that was really a really cool moment because it, it perfectly uh, explains like the, I'm on both sides. Like I pass as a white dude, but I'm, but when I go to Puerto Rico, I speak Spanish and I'm dancing salsa and I'm eating whatever. Yeah. So like it's, it, it really illustrates how, especially Latin people who are raised in the States probably feel on a regular basis, you know? Yeah. Um, like I went to a Latin restaurant before seeing the movie and I started speaking Spanish to the waiter and 
every time, every single time, whenever I speak Spanish to somebody who doesn't anticipate that I will, their face like lights up and they're like, Oh sweet. Okay. Yeah. What do you want to eat? So like, it's yeah. those moments where like, I think a lot of us feel like we are on both sides of the line where we can like, you know, yep. like at any moment go to one side and, and go or go to the other. So I, I yep. thought it was just like a really interesting thing. But again, I think the movie really highlights that struggle of Latin people in this country, in this culture, um, yeah. just trying to live every day, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just thought the way they did that was really great. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a very similar conversation I had with my coworker who I was talking about mm-hmm. where she was, you know, she was raised in Columbia and she was talking about it with me. She was like, you know, um, for context, we met through a meeting during the week of George Floyd's trial. And oh, okay. yeah, uh, the trial of the murder of George Floyd. Sorry. And, um, you know, my company wanted to kind of have like an open mic kind of, you know, sure. a place where people could kind of express themselves and be like, hey you know, if you want to talk about this, let's talk about this. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, I sat in this meeting and it was like meeting of like 30 people and kind of everyone's just kind of telling, like just talking about how they feel and how this means and what this means for our community. Cause we're here in the twin cities. So it's just like, you know, this is, this is our community. This happened, this, this happened 10 miles away from me. Like right. I, I was right here when this happened. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and she was there and that's when she was talking about like seeing this thing, this terrible thing happen. But it was to her, it she didn't want it to feel normal because like I said before, she'd wake up every morning and something awful would totally. happen. You know, totally, some kid yeah. would be kidnapped or someone would be like in a town square with like a bomb strapped to their chest or something like that. Or right, right. like a town would just be like decimated by the government or whatever. It's just like yeah that's what she woke up to every day so it was almost like she was desensitized from it right yeah and so she when she when this terrible thing that happened last year she didn't want to be desensitized like she knew how important this was and 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 how it affected our community and um you know that's how we i i I went on the meeting we you know i kind of i unmuted myself from the meeting and yeah i uh was just kind of talking about my situation with this because unfortunately my parents who are my adopted parents, they are kind of on the wrong side of this. That's the easiest way to say. I got you. And yep. Yep. It's like, I was telling her about how, like I had to have, or I was telling the group about how I had to have this conversation with my father, um, who like is the only father I've ever known. And, you know, I'm like, listen to me. Like you have to understand that some of the viewpoints that you have are very harmful. Like it's, yeah. it's not healthy. You have to understand that you have a person of color in your family. Like yeah. you yeah. made that con- you made that decision to adopt me from Columbia. So yeah. you also have to make that decision to kind of embrace that. And they never embraced it growing up yeah. for me. So yeah. it's just kind of like, I'm just pulled out of this, this situation. And I, um, you know, Claudia and I, that, that was my coworker's name. And we were mm-hmm. talking about it, you know, off the meeting and she was like, you know, don't ever, don't ever think like you're not Colombian, you know? Yeah. Because that's where you're 100%. from. And like, even like my Spanish shit, absolute right. shit, <laughs> like mm-hmm. just so bad. Um, I took two years of Spanish in high school right, and right. like got like a C plus, you know, both yep. years. Like I yeah. just passed. Um, and like, you know, seeing like movie like this or, you know, having that conversation with her, I was like, 
this is my goal for the next year is to like learn Spanish. Absolutely. Like it's, it's yeah. as simple as that, you know, like I don't need to be on the dance floor salsa dancing. Cause I got no fucking rhythm at all whatsoever. <laughs> right. As much as like I was, you know, like the number they have in the club, right. During this movie. Yeah. Everyone's salsa dancing. It's fucking right. awesome. Like the, you know, yeah. hot out. like it, shout out to like the actors for learning that fucking dancing was amazing. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. my God. It was awesome. Yeah. And super impressive. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Ugh, this is inside of me, <laughs> but like, I have no sense of rhythm. I can't shake my hips worth, you know, worth a damn. Right. right. But like, you know, kind of what she was saying to me, she was like, just always remember, like it's inside of you. Like totally. the Columbia is inside of you. It doesn't matter if you're there. You know, I, I, you know, she, I, you know, we were talking about like my situation with like my adopted parents and like, yeah. Um, she was like, they don't understand because, they either choose to not under- understand or they're afraid to understand. You're like, it's right. just as simple as that. And I was like, I, I, I get it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But she was like, you know, just whenever you're ready, like this is, this is your first step. Like, what do you want your first step to be? You know, like, do you yeah. want to, do you want to find out who your real parents are? Do you want to, you know, learn Spanish? Do you want to learn how to salsa? Like she was, you know, she was even like, you right. know, eventually, you know, when my whole family's vaccinated, we want to have you over and like, have like oh a Colombian God. dinner. And I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah. Like sign amazing. me up. Um, and so just kind of hearing that just meant a lot to yeah. me and like seeing Absolutely. it in the movie too, meant a lot to me as well, because I'm thinking to myself, even though I, there are some things where I feel out of touch here because I just have never experienced them inside of me. It felt normal, like watching this and hearing yep. the music and yep. kind of like what you were saying when, um, when you go back to Puerto Rico and you're going up the, the hill or whatever, and mm-hmm. you roll down the windows, you're hearing the music, you're smelling the food like that's there, but that can also be here too. Totally. So totally. I was like, you know, even though as, as bad as I want to go back to Colombia, it's like, I know that there's a home here too. And I know that there's people from mm-hmm. that place who are also here. Absolutely. So I was just like, and, and she's here, you know, like we've had that conversation. I, yeah. She sent me an email of um uh some people who were also adopted from Colombia and oh, I awesome. reached out to them and like you yeah. know I'm just making these connections because of like everything that's happened in the last year has kind of pushed me to be like life is short man. You know Absolutely. like 2020 yeah. was a complete and utter shit show and it's still yeah. like I said before it still is kind of shitty but like yep yep we just have our days numbered and we kind of have to live in the moment. And I think it, this, that's exactly what this movie was about was just living in the moment. Totally. And, you know, don't worry about where you're from, worry about, worry about where you're going. And I yep. felt like for Usnavi, that was kind of like the point, you know what I mean? Like totally. he wanted to go back to the DR because like, that's where he's from. And like, mm-hmm. he kind of felt like it was almost like his destiny. Yeah. Um, but really it was the convenience story. Like that's his home. That's his, exactly. his little, you know, bar that he has set up and, you know, everything yeah. like that. I just, I yeah. love it, man. <laughs> it, it was so good. And, and I think it meant a lot for people who feel connected with their culture. I think it meant a lot for people who are like medium, yeah. you know, and I think it meant a lot for, for white people who had never been exposed to this kind of thing. I went with, I went with my girlfriend and two of our friends and he is the whitest guy I know <laughs> in the world. Um, and he was like, dude, that movie was fucking awesome. Like, all I yeah. want to do is learn how to salsa dance. And I'm like, first yeah. of all, good fucking luck, man. That shit is hard if you weren't born with it. <laughs> but also, like, hell yeah, man. Like, I'll teach you how to salsa dance. But, like, yeah. you know, like, 
I think it, it meant a lot, and, and I think it was really good exposure for, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, man. Like, I think it came at a really fucking good time. Like, I was driving yeah. earlier today, and I'm flipping through the radio station, which sounds like a really old-fashioned sentence I just said. But <laughs> I, I'm, I, I was driving to Baltimore, and I'm flipping through the radio station, and, like, Jay Balvin comes on. And I was like, I don't know I can get, like, land radio stations here. And I looked at the channel, and it was, like, a – it was it was just, like, an American, like, pop channel – and I'm like, fucking yeah, man! Like, look at us go. Yeah. We're on the American channels now. So like, I feel like we have the we have like, uh, we the the Latin community at large. Like, we have like we've kind of infiltrated like the the current yeah. psyche of America. Um, and yeah. I think like, man, like you look at the um like the the Trump presidency. Not to make it all about that, but I think like yeah. you look at that presidency, and I think for me that brought out a lot of anger. I was like oh my god like my people are being like condemned and my people are being like fucked on and so um and so i feel like that this movie just feels like a resurgence i think it for me it felt like the celebration of of a culture of a lot of cultures um yeah and and you know they're all amazing in their own way and they're they're also super super similar you know and so like dominicans puerto ricans colombians mexicans like there's we have so much in common um, and I think it's it's like elevating and celebrating that that common um, joy. I think is so important. Um, but it's also it's you got to be intentional about it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, for me, for you, for whoever, when we want to take that journey, when we want to go on that journey and embrace our culture or learn more about it, it is an active thing that we have to choose to do. You know, yeah. Um, like I went I went to a private school outside of Boston. Like I was fifty yeah. percent of the Latin population yeah. in my class. You know, and so yeah. like like there was a while where I chose to not celebrate it because I was like, what the fuck good is it going to do me in a place like this? Um, but I think like, you know, as I got a little bit older, I was like, Oh no, this is awesome. And I should choose to celebrate this. Um, so yeah, I'd like, man, the, the movie just hits so many good points. Um, and I think it really, uh, like really deftly kind of navigates all of these different like themes and plot lines. Um, yeah. Also fucking shout out to Mark Anthony. What? He plays yeah. Sonny's dad. Incredible. Um, yeah. Like when they did like the slow pan up his arm and I was like, I know that I know that skinny arm and those tattoos. And then it like pans up. <laughs> I mean, he looked like shit because he was playing like a drug, drugged up, drunk, deadbeat dad, yeah. um, which like isn't too far from what he looks like in real life. But um, <laughs> like there was like yeah. a murmur in the in the theater I was in. There was a group of definitely Puerto Rican women in the like corner of the of the audience and it was pretty full it was, it was kind of packed and um and but the like when like mark anthony there's like a murmur everyone's like, oh that's mark anthony oh my god oh my god yeah so it was like a cool moment it's like yeah mark anthony tight <laughs> um but yeah so really really love that man I, I thought it was like from beginning to end i thought it was so so good yep yeah i definitely you know i the last episode we did was a quiet place part two like yeah that's definitely yeah. a summer blockbuster you know totally fun you know whatever but I definitely encourage people to check this out. I, you yeah, know, absolutely. If, you know, if you're not a part of the Latin community, Latin community, I think that's totally fine. I, I, like, I definitely encourage you to check it out if you are a part of the Latin community. But like, mm-hmm. you know, just if you're looking for a good movie, go check this out. Like, yeah, it, it's on HBO Max too. So if you can't make right. it to a theater, you can stream it from home and and enjoy it just as much. Um, yeah. But yeah, I loved it and. I definitely plan on watching it again. I'll probably just watch it from oh, home totally. on HBO. Um, yeah. I will but, say too, yeah. I, I think for a lot of people, the turnoff is like, ah, I'm not into musicals. Like I'm, I'm not a musicals yeah. person. 
and to be like yes this song has this movie has songs in it people dance and sing but i thought they did a really good job at like balancing the like normal conversations walking down the street doing whatever and then like weaving in the musical numbers i thought that was really well done which isn't always the case with these kinds of movies so um for so for even for people who aren't crazy about musicals i think it's still an amazing film tells a really great story yeah i think it was like if i let me pull this up here really quick i yeah it's it's a it's about two hours and 20 minutes long which i know Mm -hmm. is kind of a long movie and i definitely understand but it does not feel like that like you were saying like yeah with the musical numbers kind of being woven into the story, just the pacing just kind of, it just moves. And yeah, I think yeah. like that's, as you know, people's time is precious these days. So like having Definitely. something that feels like it's less than two hours, I think is a, is a good thing. And Definitely, yeah. so, yeah, like I said, I encourage people to go check it out. If you want to watch it from home, you can do that. HBO max. But yeah, Manny, thank you so much for coming on. I, of course, I really man. appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. I, I was stoked when you reached out. I was like, oh, you want to yeah. talk about it? Yeah, I'm there, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me. This, yeah. was, this was awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, uh, where can people find you? Where can they check your Yeah, for sure. I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at IamJitsu. That's J-I-T-S-U. Um, yeah, I just I tweet about random shit. And uh, yeah, you can tell me I'm wrong. You can agree with me, whatever. Yeah, that's where you can find my shit, yeah. Awesome. And yeah, uh, listeners, we're on iTunes now. So if you are listening on Spotify, uh, you can check us out on iTunes now. Uh, if you are so obliged, we'd love for you to leave a review. It takes a couple of seconds, good or bad. Any feedback is great feedback, I, I feel like. Um, yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Papa Drew Bear. You can follow the show at Surfers Screen on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, I think the next episode will probably be Fast and Furious 9. So that's a thing that's nice. coming out at the end of That'll the That'll be a good one. Yep, yep. Yep. Another summer movie for sure. That's right. Uh, but yeah, everyone, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.